Hello and welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up, Cat Daddy? Hey, how are you doing this week, dude? I don't know. I'm ex- I'm so excited for today, man. We've got um, we've got an, a close friend of the show. Her name is Pagan Mama. She is a pagan witch, but um, I don't. For anybody that's listening to this that doesn't go to my Bible studies, I do a Bible study Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. Central to noon. And she's been going to this Bible study for like, I don't like a month now or something like that, right? Mm. She's been going for a while, and I. I've recently started calling her um, my first future ex-witch. That's awesome. That's what I call well, her. Well, <laughs> I re- I, because of the Discord that we talk about on, I had the opportunity to actually speak to her this morning, which I don't usually get an uh, opportunity to do that. But we had a nice little conversation about today. So She's I think sweetheart. we're actually going to be comfortable, you know, right off the bat instead of having yeah. to kind of get to know each other. Well, I that's thought that why, worked out pretty well. So but I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Darcia asked me this morning, is my hair okay? Cause she said it's getting really long. And she said, yeah, I noticed Larry, that. She goes, Larry, are you going to grow a ponytail? And I said, yes, I, I'm growing a ponytail. I'm going to grow out my beard. But <laughs> the, the second deal, well, the ponytail really actually Zach is, it's for you. Larry, I, I think you need to grow your beard out like Vikings and put beads in it. Yeah, see, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about right there because we, we did an interview with with, uh, with Beard and, and Fro, and Beard's beard was like, you know. It's epic. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, man. So I, I was sitting there thinking, you know, growing it way out, but I wanted to grow out the ponytail so that when your hair finally does leave, I mean, I noticed that you wear your, as windy as it is here lately, you've been wearing your hat more, so you're, hair don't get blown off yeah and i wanted to grow the ponytail so that i could donate it for you all right well you think you're slick but i know what you're getting at here i know what you're getting at you're making fun of the fact that i'm balding aren't you i love you brother oh man <laughs> you think you're slick I, i'm just messing with you yeah you know you slick. you got the age on me and can i can i quit the show can i quit <laughs> nope no and larry's got the hair <laughs> <laughs> he's got the height and he's got the hair. I got the height, hey, the hair, the age. This you you remember those old Bud Light commercials where they but, say this one goes out to you, Mister. I'm I'm yeah. here's Larry's. This one goes out to you, Mister. Brag about things I can't control, guy. <laughs> okay, well I'll, I will brag about this. I do appreciate your help coming up yesterday and helping me put in that uh sofa oh i didn't help <laughs> well i uh, you just needed some company bro you, that's you, what it was <laughs> no you had to hold it i couldn't you saw i can't yeah. hold and shoot the screw or i just sat the, up there with my head on the little on the little wooden eh. things so. but see i said darcia would come after work but she couldn't have reached it either yeah well so. i even though we make fun of you i love you and you know i'd do anything for you so well i certainly appreciate you stepping up yesterday because yeah. i had to get that done yeah so i i mean i am excited about today um god told me to let this thing go as long as it needs to so um we may be in for it so i think we should just go ahead and talk to her um this is pagan mama okay and she is um my first future ex-witch okay and she's been with us for a while um and um, we're she, just waiting for her to... She did give us permission to use her name. Jess. Yeah, her name's Jessica, so... Yeah, Jess. Jess is like what she likes to be called. I'm trying to find this stopwatch. How do I do this? Nope. Analog, digital. 
I know so, that I know that question was not directed to me. Oh, that was stupid. I didn't even I didn't even um start doing the stopwatch. Okay. Anyway. Yep. That's an eye roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You better be careful. I heard uh, old people's eyes will stick that way if you go too hard up there. It'll just stick that way. It'll just be another thing. Hey, it'll be it'll be um it'll be good for camera though. Yeah, no that eyes, be- no ears, no teeth. Are we planning on mentioning the church in our intro? Oh uh, yeah. I, yes, yes, yes. I put my church. I put the church in in my link in my bio. So anybody that doesn't have a home church, um, go to my TikTok link in bio of Discovery Church OKC. And definitely, 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 nine hundred East Main in Yukon. Yep. Come by for a service nine a.m. Somebody and did eleven a.m. Uh, somebody did come by the Bible study today from Oklahoma. I was like, oh wow, finally TikTok showing my um my Bible study to people in Oklahoma. So maybe we could get people to actually start coming to church. So that'd be cool. I mean, I know by the time it's going to be like a, another week before this podcast comes out, but today, as we're recording this show, a nine point four earthquake hit Japan just a little while ago. Really? Um, I you, hadn't heard that. If you think we're not in the birthing pains of the ending times, then you're just, you've lost it. Well, that's you've like lost the video it. that I showed you with 80,000, listen to this, 80,000 people singing Jesus at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Wow. 80,000 people yeah. singing. It was awesome to hear. That's I what I think is going to happen is one last revival, one last big revival. It's God's, it's God's last chance. It's like, this is your last chance to come to know me because God, he, he God really calling. does love you. He God really does. He is calling you to the wedding right now. Yeah. Get your invitation and come. Yep. God really does love you. He wants, he wants you in heaven. He doesn't, he doesn't want anything bad to happen to you, but it's got to happen. The end has got to come. It's been prophesied. He's not a liar. He's, he keeps his promises and he's already promised it. It's not, there's no going back now. Um, this is your last chance. This is your last chance to get to know the creator. The devil has fooled you. If you think God is bad, I'm, I'm starting to learn that people, people believe in God. They just think he's bad now. They just think he's bad. He's not. The devil's fooled you. The devil is big mad that he's fixing to have to go to hell. And he's going to go to the deepest part of the hell. And he hates it. And he's mad. And he's mad at you because you look like God. Because you have an opportunity not to go. Yeah. God has given you that opportunity. And it's just crazy, man. And that's why I told I told people in my Bible study today, I said, you may think, um, you may think that you're going to go up to heaven because your big excuse is you didn't give me any, you didn't give me any signs or you didn't give me any wonders. You didn't do anything like this. Um, how were we supposed to know you made it, you hid yourself. You didn't talk to us. That's not going to be an excuse. When you get up to heaven and say, say, I didn't know. I didn't know any better. The heck you didn't, you know, and you know that, you know, but there's something hiding you. There's something veiling you from moving to God and it's your own selfish and evil desires that's the bottom line and i hate that for you that stinks but you still have a chance that's how good god is that's what i told the people in my life today the atheists that were in there i was like you know how good god is god had you click on a christian creators even though you hate christians god had you click on a christian creators video and then type in here that you hate me because god is so good that he wanted to give you another opportunity to come to know him. And here we are reading him from the, one of the most powerful books in the Bible for you to hear. It's another opportunity for you, bro. It is honestly amazing when, I'm, when I get the opportunity to come in and listen. It is amazing in your Bible study how many people are witches, are 
atheist yep. or Satanist, yep. and they come in and hang out in in your Bible yep. study, and they'll stay the whole time. Oh, they uh, they will talk crap on me for two hours, literally yeah. sit in there and tell me but they're gonna. They're, for, but, one of them told me but that they're my hearing the word. Yeah, that's what's crazy is I'll sit there and let them talk. One person told me that my daughter should have been aborted. Um, he told me that he's going to be casting demonic spells on me all day, but he sat in there for the whole two hours while I was reading the word of God. And I'm like, you lo- you're the one that's, win- I mean, yeah, I would say you're losing, but you're winning today, bro. What he does not understand is that we are covered by the full armor of God and no mm-hmm. weapon formed against us will prosper because yeah. where his word is, is where the truth is. Yep. Where his word is is where the light is. Yep. And that is that's more powerful than anything they got. Amen. Okay. We, we serve the creator, they serve a creation. Yep. Amen. Okay, we're almost at five. Well, actually we're at, we're past five, but let's get to let's get to Jess or Pagan Mama. What do you think? Bring it on. All right. Pagan Mama. What's up? What are you doing? Chilling. Yeah. Waiting for you guys to call and finish that intro. Yeah, we um well me and Larry said that we were going to do a real short intro because we knew this was going to be a long um a long conversation and then the Holy Spirit just kind of took over and then we did like an 8 minute intro so Yeah. We don't okay. have control over it. We don't have control over it. Hey, sure. good morning or good afternoon, Jess. Afternoon. It is afternoon now. That yeah. is. Old people get real confused about the time. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, when I go to the revivals in the evening, I start off by greeting everybody good morning because I just can't get it in my head. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. All good. Yeah. I get it, Larry. Yeah, I appreciate uh, I you have been the first one that I've actually had the opportunity to uh, speak with for a few minutes. Uh, before the podcast, so it was, that was uh, a new experience this morning. Well, hold on, you've had the opportunity to speak to other ones. You're just, you just don't probably. You're just like, nah, you know, you just don't do it, right? Because you're doing like, well, am I stuff. like one of the first ones who's actually been in the Bible study every day for like the last couple months, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, Josh was in the Bible study. Isn't that how you found him? No, no. Okay, no. How did I find Josh? I don't remember. So just ahead up, my buddy Dan is listening. He's a Christian. Oh, is he? He's What's up, Dan? That. Hey, Dan. How are you guys? Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Like your, uh, like podcast, man. Look what you guys are doing. Oh, you, you watch it? Yeah. Daniel uh, Waters 146. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, he I was think in the Bible study this morning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Daniel I, Waters. Whenever I was running this morning is the first time because um, you can ask anybody in this room. So they were all probably, I wouldn't say they were shocked today when I walked in the room, but this morning, um, this morning I heard a clear from God that this episode was to go as long as it, as it needed to is basically what I heard from him. And then for some reason I got emotional and I don't cry either. So I got emotional and, um, and I got excited um, and so that, that's what I told him. I come in, I said, episode goes for as long as it needs to. I don't care if cameras die. I don't care if cameras die. We're going to go, we'll go audio only. So you, we, we've got, um, we've got all day, I guess with you. So <laughs> right on. Where's Angela? She's right here. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Um, so <laughs> I've already told the audience that I call you my first future ex, witch. how does it feel to be, ha- have that title? Amen. I'm not sure I like that title, 
I'm quite happy being a witch, but no, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I am Mm -hmm. glad to have you on. So, um, let's see, where did this all start for you? Did you start off as a Christian? Have you always been a, I mean, have you always been a, a witch? Like what, what, where did it start for you? Um, generationally, I was born this way. Uh, I, yeah, I was, I was born, my mother was, uh, young when I, when she had me, she was a drug addict, prostitute. Um, but they came over here from Ireland and yes, I am a redhead, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, now yeah, now yeah. put them uh, now put up my uh, my defenses right now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I uh, I was born to this family generationally. They all were uh, to some degree or another gifted is basically how I put it. Um, and when I was very young a lot of things happened with my mother and she was not in the picture and uh when i was 18 months old i was removed from my grandfather's home and put into a mormon foster home mormon oh yay okay i don't like where this is going (laughs) oh no no it, it actually it was it was interesting um because i was gifted uh I had weird abilities. I knew things that I shouldn't know as a child. Um, I saw things, spiritually speaking, that I didn't know other people didn't see. What What were you seeing? Um, be, be, specific, be specific. What were you seeing, like, exactly? Um, spirits. Light spirits, dark spirits, dead people, fun stuff like that. Okay. You know, like the movie, I See Dead People. Six cents, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I had um, my Mormon home. Uh, I was three, four years old, um, and they had what they called visiting home teachers. Um, and that, uh, they came to visit, and I shook this man's hand, because that's what Mormons do, we shake hands. And... Um, <laughs> I told him he was a bad, bad man, and I said some stuff about him. And I said I did not like him, and I ran away. Mind you, I'm only three or four at the time, and I got beat for it. Uh-oh. And told I was evil, and told not to do that again. And when my grandfather came to visit, he said to me, You're not evil, Tweety Bird. You just have the sight. Yeah. So, that was where I realized, and that's when he started to explain to me that she, our family had certain gifts and certain abilities, and and it didn't make me bad. Yeah, but so what? You, you said your family was Christian, though, right? No, no, they were witches. Oh, witches. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I it mm-hmm. mumbled out when you said that word. That's why I was yeah. like, I think she said how, Christian. How old were you when you got uh, put into the foster home? Eighteen months old. 18 months old. Okay. When you said, I, I like how I was 18, I'm thinking, why well, was an 18 year old putting a foster home? I've anyway, got a, I've got okay. a question, no, right? I've got a question, right? 
I've got yeah. a question right now, gotcha. right now for this. So is part of the reason why you don't want to be a Christian? Cause I see, I see, um, okay. So as you know, that I see things differently as well. Um, you, um, I see some things probably not like everything, but, um, so mainly it's been something that's happened in the last couple of weeks is, um, I can tell when, um, a witch or someone has something bad protecting them when I pray for them. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's something very, um, it's something very, very strange that makes me uncomfortable. And I'm still trying to figure out how to reconcile that you that's you're, you're not one of those people that when I pray for, I get un- uncomfortable. I, I do not get uncomfortable. Um, there's some people that if I even think about praying for them, I get, I get super uncomfortable. Like something is yelling at me to stop. And I don't, I, mm. I, I've thought it was God before. Um, and I've, I've had a pastor tell me, no, that it's not God. Um, and then I've had other Christians tell me that it is God telling me not to waste my time with him. Um, but either way, that doesn't happen with you. So you don't have, I, you don't have that evil presence about you. So my question, my, my question for you is, are you afraid to because to, to become Christian because you know, you'd lose those, those powers? Well, that's a question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, I am not afraid to become Christian because I think I'd lose the powers because I know that I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, the reason why um, I asked that, do you know, you, things I was born with, it's not something that was given by anything dark. Okay. I got you. Well, the reason why I asked that is because you know, Indy, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. She lost hers when she gave up witchcraft. She lost, she lost what, um, her gifts were in fact she doesn't she doesn't yeah i don't i don't know honestly no i don't i don't know we would have to ask her that i'll ask we'll ask her that tomorrow i have heard of that happening with other witches who have converted to christianity i've heard of that yeah when when indy converted to christianity do you understand why that would be a possibility oh i could see why that would be a possibility if the gifts came from something dark and then you chose to convert to something light. Yeah, I can see why that would be a possibility for sure. Well, if it was a God, if it was, I guess if it was a God given thing, then it's not going to go anywhere if you, you know, mm-hmm. convert. To and I've had enough Christians tell me that uh, my gifts do come from God. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm not not Christian because of fear of what I might lose. Okay. Well, is Dan the one that you went to church with Sunday? Mm-hmm. First off, congratulations. Yeah, I, I mean, you, that's a big friends. step for you. I understand that's a big step for you, so I oh, want to say congratulations. No. no, 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 no. I go to church. I go to church a lot, actually. <laughs> that's that's not unusual. Oh, okay. I've been going to this particular church for a couple of months. Um. But no, I, um, a while back, entered this phase where I was like, all right, I'm just going to go with what I feel spirit tells me to do. And if I'm being invited to a church, I'm going to go to a church. So I was open to it. And, And my husband is Christian. And my best friends, a lot of them are Christian as well. So. It's fairly normal for me to actually go 
to church. She, she said it's she just, just doesn't like Sunday it. Was difficult. Yeah. She said she doesn't like it because it's so choreographed. Just, out of, just out of curiosity, what denomination is it? It's non-denominational. Okay. Now, I've been to a few very interesting churches and i'm not exactly sure the denominations of them but they're they're pretty freaky yeah i i went to i don't know what denomination it was but our last church we went to before we came to this one it was one of those churches where they would run up to you and touch people on the forehead and then they'd fall out on the ground and flopping like fish you know well i noticed something oh, yeah. whenever i decided to dip out of that church right it's like okay um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, whoa, big stutters that come on now, buddy, get it together. Okay. So I'm the type of guy that thinks logically as things are happening. Like I'm thinking, could this be real? Could it not be? And I'm starting to like chop away at it as it's happening. So as this thing's mm-hmm. happening, I'm going, okay, this could be real, right? I'm going to give it a chance. It could be real. But if they even fake this one time, I don't want to be a part of this, right? Well, I never went up there and mm-hmm. did it because that stuff freaked me out. I grew up Baptist, dude. Like we didn't even, we didn't even like raise your hands. You don't even tie your shoelaces during church, or they're gonna hit you with a whip. You know what I mean? It's like bad. But anyway, so that's an ugly picture to paint. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I was thinking sounds interesting. Yeah, so that's the way mm-hmm. Zach felt. It probably wasn't that little. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, so these th- this guy, I guess they had had some sort of like event the night before church, and um, this this guy they had this guest speaker, and he was this short little fat guy, and he was one of those guys that walked around with his hands like like a far away from his waist because he thought he was the crap, you know, and he was just walking around like this, like a big old tough guy. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, "Sup? I'm I'm gonna put my hands on y'all, and y'all are gonna feel the Holy Spirit today." He was real cocky. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? I've seen that kind. And I was like, yay, okay, here we go. Well, apparently the night before, he was touching people on the forehead, and they were just flopping out, flopping out. Well, this day in church, he was going around. I don't know if you remember this, sweetheart, but he was going around, and he was touching people on the forehead, and nobody was doing anything. <laughs> nobody was falling <laughs> over. Nobody was doing anything. And he just kept going, hey yeah. And he kept like making these noises and he kept hitting these people on the forehead and nobody was doing anything. Well, you can tell when he got to that last person and he hit him on the head, right? He was mad. He was upset. His ego was hurt, dude. I could tell, man, this, this poor old man's pride was hurt. By the way, five, five max, five, five max. You think I'm short? Oh boy. Oh boy was short. Looked like a toad in a suit. I know that syndrome. Yeah. Looked like a toad in a suit. Anyway. Anyway, so he gets to the end of the line and he's mad and he starts talking and he goes, well, I don't know. I guess everybody must have been a little more spirit filled yesterday than this group right here. This group right here must not have the Holy Spirit. And then he goes, let's try it again. You're my eyes rolling. Yeah, no, he literally manipulated them to be spirit-filled, right? So then he goes back to the front of the line again and started going, and everybody started falling out then. You know, everybody fell down then, and they brought out the blankets, and everybody was on the ground shivering and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, 
I was like, you guys are just easily manipulated. If I would have been up there too, I was like, okay, let's just fake falling out so this guy's ego isn't hurt. You know, I'd rather flop around on the ground for a few minutes than hurt this guy's poor ego. You know what I mean? He's going to go home and cry if I don't flop around on the ground. But anyway. No, you didn't. Huh? Tell me you didn't. No, no, no. I didn't even go up there. I was saying if I was up there, I would have done that. I've never even, I'm not letting somebody touch my head like that. Heck no. Just in case it's something Mm -hmm. demonic, it scares me. But, um, anyway, anyway, um, what I'm saying is, is that stuff, it's obviously was faked in that instance. So I can see where people will get turned off by that. I don't know what my point was in that. I just had to tell you you about it. I'm sitting over here watching you just go right down that rabbit hole. Do you like that (laughs) stuff? You want me to try it on you real quick? (laughs) You want me to try it on you, Larry? Try oh, what? Wow. A Try rabbit hole? Like, no, do that head thing on you. Gonna fall out? I can't do it on you? <laughs> no, because I understand the true meaning Larry's behind forehead. it. What is the true meaning behind it? <laughs> it, there, it does actually happen, Zach. No, I'm, did now, I, what now, did I say? All the things that you just said, that guy thought it was all him, and that guy had pride, and it may happen once, it, but it... No, you you can't do it on your own power. What did I say though? I you can't I be slayed. It. You can be slayed by the Holy Spirit. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay, slayed, laid out. Yeah, it happens. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but when they happens. when they start making a production of it, I I can't feel it. Yeah, have you had it happen to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you really? Yeah. Well, you grew up Pentecostal though, huh? Yeah, I grew up Pentecostal. I've seen it all my life. Okay. Pentecostals do not like me. Why? <laughs> I don't have a brown one, you girl. You know, I'm not entirely sure why they don't. Oh well, because you're you're a witch. I sometimes forget that you guys like have these crazy titles. I'm like, this is just my friend, and I'm like, oh, I forgot she's a witch, and like, technically, we're supposed to like not get along or whatever. You know, I get I get more now, hate from. My... Go ahead. From your Christian people, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, what I've noticed is when I go to visit churches, now, one of the first times I went to visit a church, I was invited and I removed the pentacle that I wear because I wanted to be respectful of my friend and her church. And so I took it off. Of course. And I had a a woman come up to me and start screaming at me, telling me how I was in hiding what I was and trying to infiltrate the church to curse it. And I was like, not hiding what I am. <laughs> I have clearly obvious tattoos that show that I am indeed pagan. Um, but I wasn't trying to hide it. I was just trying to be honoring to my friend and not wear something that was going to be upsetting to the church people. And after that incident, I said, no, nope, I will never do that again. So then I chose to be um, open about what I was, wear my necklaces, wear what I want to wear, and I'm going to go to church because I was invited, and whatever happens, happens from there. Yeah. (laughs) So generally, the question I get asked is, why are you here? And usually, that's out of fear. That's That's what I noticed today. I watched a, I watched a documentary today on the history of witches and oh, I, cool. I watched a, I watched a documentary 
And um, now I want to make it clear. I do not agree with witchcraft at all. I don't, I don't agree. I don't, I, I love you guys. I love you guys with all. And I think you know that too. I think you can see that. I love, right. I love you guys with my whole heart. And I mean that, but, and I don't agree with it, but I noticed in this, I noticed like in that, those Salem witch trials and all that other stuff that, um, that happened and they started killing, like they, they would start killing a lot of people that weren't even witches just in case they were witches. And the underlying Mm -hmm. tone that I found in this documentary was like, man, these people were afraid and they're Christians. I was like, "Did, did you guys not have the same Bible that I had back then? Like there's literally no reason to be afraid of them. If, if you are covered by the blood of Jesus, then what are you afraid of? I don't understand it. Do you, mm-hmm. do you understand it? No, I actually well, never did understand that they're not afraid. What's that? They'll tell you that they're not afraid, that they're just called to come against people like us. Yeah. I think Jesus would have been mad, mad yeah. for people um, not going after, not, not like going after to try to turn them to, to Christ. I think that's what Jesus would have it been is, mad about. I don't think it's about trying to turn them to Christ. Like, I don't really think that's what it's about. I mean, my friends are my friends, whether they're Christian or pagan or what. And the people who choose to do life with me, again, Christian or pagan, it doesn't matter. But those are the people that I allow close to me. Those are the people I listen to, right? Yeah. So if you're a Christian and you're coming after me for Jesus, that's that's not where this is going to go. Yeah. That's going to be, okay, now you're, you're pushing at me, and now I'm questioning, are you actually my friend? Yeah. Or is this just some thing you feel called to do because I'm the witch? Yeah. And I'm willing to let you be in my life. No, well, it's but me, I've no. learned over the course of time to be really careful with Christians in general and who I allow close to me. Yeah. I've had people tell me, oh, your marriage will fail because your husband is Christian and you are not. And I'm like, that's a really mean thing to say. I think, this you is, know, this is Mark. I think the, uh, doesn't the Bible say that she's saved? What? I'm, I'm sorry. That oh. was very muffled. Oh, I said, doesn't the Bible say that you're saved? I believe it. I, yeah. I don't know what verse it is, but I think it says, I think it's in Romans. I read that too. I, we talked about that one day. Um, that we had read a Bible verse that says that if, I think if the man, if the man is, under is under God or whatever, then the, his whole household saved because of his faith or whatever, right? Because two become one flesh, which that's pretty cool. <laughs> this is Mark, by the way. I he's the producer. That. I don't know if you I have heard. I have heard that verse before, um, and it was. I'm when not Paul, sure that means exactly the when, same. When Paul was in the prison i think is when he when he said that he's because he said it to the hmm. guard i think i found in it here acts sixteen thirty one. i'm at in i don't know but anyway while, right while he's looking for it i wanted to say that no like obviously obviously i am called i feel called to do this right, right? my like I, I feel called to start this i i believe you've heard me say it before i i started this ministry mm-hmm. because um because I was told to, I'm, I'm not the one that told was to, I'm not the one that decided to start this whole thing. Hold on. Let's read this real quick. I don't think that's the one I was thinking of. I'll find it. Acts 16, 31. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. 
Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. Well, that's not the one I was talking about. It's in Romans somewhere. It literally like spells it out. I, mean, a little I would bit. think that, you know, it would have to be a personal choice for it each personal individual. Choice. All right here. I agree. That's Says, what it seems uh, like. Romans 1. First uh, Corinthians seven fourteen, I think. Says Paul says, for the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. Huh. It's interesting. interesting. I mean, yeah. like I said, that spells huh. it out pretty, um, that's, I, that spells it out pretty, pretty clearly. That, that's what I remember about Larry, that Bible verse. Huh? I was wondering what Larry thinks of that. Yeah, what do you think of that, Larry? That's very interesting. I'm, I'm read, always wondering. Give me just a second. I'm reading it. Okay, so I'll finish with saying what I'm saying. So, um, I believe I believe my goal my my goal with this like my, I don't really have a goal. You know, um, my goal is to do what God wants me to do, and I know God told me to do this Zach's way. And really, my way is to show people I love them. Try not to shove it down our throat. Do I hope? Do, I mean, I would be. You don't want me to lie to you. Um, I would be my hope that you come to know God. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be my hope. Um, Dude, if you were a liar, I wouldn't be on the Bible study. Every yeah, week. because it, because <laughs> I believe it's true. I'm sure you can see that. I, I believe this is true. If not, I wouldn't be putting myself through um, what I put myself through. Honestly, me and my wife had a mm-hmm. talk the other day and I was just, I was, I've been crying a lot lately, to be honest with you. And I was just crying. I was like, man, it would just be so easy to go back and go and get out of this, man. Like this is, Jess, I'm going to be honest with you. This ministry is not what I thought it would be. Whenever God told me to do this, I had a vision for this thing and God had a different one. And the one I what had vision, my, my vision for it was all this money, all this success. My vision was for, um, to be popular. Everybody thought Larry and Zach was the best just podcast around. And look at this. Mine had worldly, uh, I had a worldly view, man. And I was thinking about being, I, I mean, it was very evil. My plans for this podcast was evil. That's why I tell you that we are saved by God. We are saved by God and the, and but here's what it always has been. It always has been God's podcast. It always has been God's ministry. And so even though I didn't realize my intentions were evil at the time, they've drastically changed. And all I want is what God wants for this, even if it means me never having anything. And even if it means me losing everything for this, because it says greater love has no man than for him to lay down his own life for his friends, right? Does that mean... Does that mean just your your physical life to where you'll die? No, I don't believe it means that. I believe it means your comfort or whatever idea of life that you thought it may have been, you lay that down for your friends, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I had evil. If, if you want me to be completely honest, I had evil intentions for this podcast and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. And God and God just flipped it on his head. I, I, submit, I was always submitted to God. But I just didn't, I, I didn't know it was going to be like this. This is hard. I mean, I'm getting attacked from all angles. I'm getting attacked in the spiritual realm and on the physical realm. You see the physical realm. You see oh, it. Yeah. You see it every I day. I use the physical realm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, and then you've heard the stories about the spiritual realm as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's just. I have. I was not surprised by that one. No. Well, I was. I was surprised by who it was <laughs> from. 
I was surprised by who. Oh, that was surprising to some degree, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I guess I've seen too much of Christians for me to be that surprised by it. I had no clue that it was possible for Christians to be witches. Oh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of Christian witches. Mark's confused. He doesn't know the story yet. I'll tell you after. Maybe it's not something we should say. on. on okay, I'm on ready it. to answer. Okay, Larry, 14 right. years oh, later. Yeah. Here you go. All right, Larry. Well, here's what I did was I read into, uh, first off, Acts 16 and 31, and I'm going to read it again. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And when they spoke into the... When they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house, okay. So I get that one. Uh, to me, that actually sounds in this particular version of it. It sounds like because he believed, it led to the others being yeah following. Okay? That's what I got from but, that one. But the one that he brought up, First uh, Corinthians. First Corinthians. I read through that, and this is the one. I, I used to drive passage. a truck, and one of the truck stops that I used to go to up in Indiana literally had the CDs from uh, the local ministries, and I picked up several of them, and there was a testimony on there from a gentleman from Oklahoma, and his name was Tony Mack, not Toby Mack, the singer, but Tony Mack. That's why I can remember Yeah, it. I understand English. And go he, ahead. he was actually in Big Mac prison. Oh, okay. And he heard this. And a guy was talking about this, and when he heard this, he was like, wait a minute, I'm in prison, and if I believe my whole family gets saved? And he he held on to that promise of God right there, and he ended up, once he got out of prison, he actually had a ministry, and it, it just escalated beyond belief. I mean, he's gone on with the Lord now, but, I mean, it was it is an amazing testimony. Um, and when I read this just now, um. It, it it amazes me that it actually says that. And to me, I'm a figuratively. I don't think that there is a lot of things that are hidden meanings. Uh, I knew I do know that Christ talked in parables, but that I understand them, so I don't see that they are hidden secret me meanings. You know what I mean? So this one it says to the rest, I say this. I do. I not the Lord. It's in parentheses. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. Now, how this goes about, I, I don't really understand. <laughs> oh, I, I got I got to interrupt you here and say this. This is the reason I asked this question is because it played a central role in my mother and father's relationship and me as a child. My dad was an unbeliever and cussed like a sailor. Picked it up in the army. Um, didn't go to church ever, and my mother could live and let live. And I remember her one day, she said, I wish Tom, my father, I wish he would come to Jesus. But she said, he doesn't really have to because he's already going. She says, I'm tricky. 
<laughs> I've saved him through she, marriage. She knew that verse. So, so, the, so, so basically, uh, the requirement is to just not get divorced, and you're sanctified exactly. through that. Right. Yeah, marriage. that's what the, that is. What the Bible actually says, and it's very on, on verse 15, it says, "But if the unbeliever leaves, let him do so. Let him go. A believing man or a woman is not bound in such a circumstance." That means that in, in a divorce between a non-believer and a believer, they're not, they're not held accountable for it if the non-believer is the one that steps out. Now, the believer can't step out because we're bound by what God has already told us about being one, and we are believing on their behalf. Okay? Yeah. But God has called us to, God has called us to you. If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? I mean, for me, it just it's mind blowing because I lived much like that. My grandmother was a minister. My grandmother was she was in church all the time. That's how you know what I saw. And my grandfather didn't go until oh my goodness, I think he was seventy five when he gave his heart to the Lord. So they were married for like 60 years or something before that Mark, that, let's talk to Pastor Gary about yeah, it tonight. I, I got it, Mark. Mark, it, let's it talk to Pastor Gary down. about it tonight. But we, let's yeah. move on. Let's okay. move on. That's interesting. How so. profound, deep, and wide is God's love for us? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yep. Still, oh, you weren't here for last week's episode, Mark, for the um, Universalist, though. So anyway. That was quite um, interesting. Jess, so th- I got breaking news for you. I've been sitting here this whole time thinking that Larry didn't wear a visor today. <laughs> but they're tell they're telling me that he is wearing one. It's just camouflage. It's digital camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's completely disappeared on the picture. <laughs> have you watched nice. the episodes and noticed I make fun of his visors? Have oh, you watched yeah. have you oh, noticed yeah. have you noticed that I have not wear, worn the same visor twice? I haven't noticed that. He's so full of. He's but just, I definitely noticed that you wear them. But, uh, no, I started after he started giving me such much, so much crap on the visor. I literally started paying attention to which visor I wore, so that I would not. Now I do have, in my defense, I do have three that are uh, tree bark camouflaged. They're two of them are identical, and one of them are different makers. And then this one is a digital cool. camouflage, and I have a full camouflage. Uh. So uh, you know, regular old nice. army army type camouflage stuff. Good grief! This mm-hmm. is—I almost fell asleep while you're uh, while you're describing. Oh my that. goodness! I just it is not that boring. I like camouflage. I, bu- I bought this one because I loved this. I, I loved it because it was so different. But to be honest with you, and I'm going to make you laugh, and I'm going to make you catch it. This one would have been a perfect, a perfect visor for you because when I got it, it had hair thrown in it. Man. <laughs> Uh, no, you didn't. Nice. Oh yeah. I'm quit- uh, I'm quitting this podcast. This is my. La- I'm putting in my last day notice for this podcast. I love you, brother. No, you're not. I I could not I could not be this jocular with you if I did not love you from the bottom of my heart. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what jocular means, but okay, cool. Okay, I'm just. Well, you can just be just jocular. Funny. You can be jocular with me all you want, bro. Okay, let's. <laughs> Oh, I got to give you a heads up. Three of my grandkids are in Oklahoma, by the way. Oh, wow. Nice. Whereabouts? Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're just, just the big city stuff. So at Forest Hill. 
Okay, so they're, yeah, they're down toward Lawton. Fort Sill, Lawton, yeah. About an yeah. hour away from here, not yeah, too far. Hour and a half. You should come have dinner with yeah. us or something. You come down and see him. Come have dinner with us. Come, down, come to church with us. Well, it's a little late for that. I was actually out there a few, I've been out there a couple times now. Um, well, I'm sure you'll be they back. They are getting ready to be stationed in Germany, actually. Oh, oh wow. man. Okay. They leave in June well, we're at, uh, to move out to Germany for three years. We're at 39. I want to get to Jess so we have plenty yeah, of plenty sorry. of time. But yeah, that was it was I think it was per- pertinent to the conversation. Yeah. We're so just up by 44. So next time, you know, I'm come visit us. Yeah. Okay. So totally. So you got beat by a Mormon. That that's I that's just a very brief synopsis. <laughs> that, that sounds terrible. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. It really I, after, does. As soon as I, as soon as I said that, I was like, I think I could have phrased that better. Well, okay. But I was trying to. Your, your mouth was always, here, and your brain was a neutral. So I always, <laughs> I always, um, punishment was a thing back yeah. in my day. Well, I always, I, 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 I create a synopsis to get us back on track of the story, and that was the synopsis that my brain created on its own. Was like, you got beat by so, a Mormon. Sometimes his mouth is in <laughs> gear nice. and his brain's in neutral. Okay. Well, that's all the time, but. <laughs> Okay, so you got. Uh-huh. Uh, you, I don't know how else to put that. You heard what I said. Okay, so yeah. Um, okay, so, so they told me I was evil. My grandfather told me I was not. Okay, a lot of conflict. Um, what? I said a lot of conflict. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a lot of conflict. I was, um, you know, being as young as I was, and I, you know, having these abilities was difficult. Uh, nobody in that household uh, even believed that these things existed. Yeah. Which was highly unusual, I guess, for people like me to be in their midst. And there was a, a lot of a lot of stuff that happened in that home. There was molestation by the older foster kids. Um, things that were pretty terrible. Yeah. So, and and I got there because of molestation. When I was not quite two, my uncle was molesting me. That's why I got moved into the foster care system in the first place. Yeah. And it was uh, pretty bad. How old did you say so you were two? I wasn't quite two years old yet. A year and a half, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Good grief, man. That It just makes me, I don't, yeah. I hate that, man. Okay, so... Um, so did you grow up, did you grow up like hating Christians? Did you have like a neutral view on them or, um, you, you knew no, you had these special um, gifts. I was raised Mormon. Yeah. That's I was definitely raised not Mormon Christian. until, uh, until I was, I don't know. I guess I was about 10 when I started questioning it. Yeah. Um, and really kind of looking at, well, I feel like I'm being brainwashed here. There's some, uh, some stuff I was picking up on from the church leaders and such. Yeah. I was like, no, this doesn't feel right to me. And, and I was labeled obviously as rebellious as a child and things like that, which I'm not going to lie. I was, um, but I wasn't at that point doing anything really. I just was, I had gifts. I knew I had them. I didn't talk about them with anyone because after being told you're evil, you just kind of don't. But yeah. I had some really cool experiences as as a little girl. Um, being able to interact with the spiritual world was, it was really cool. There were these beings, I guess. I mean, 
Christians would call them angelic. I believe that they probably were angels of some type. And they were really cool. And they talked to me about Jesus. And they talked to me about all sorts of stuff. And they would be there when things would happen to me. What did they, um, they, what did they tell you about Jesus? Afterwards. Oh, they told me about the crucifixion. <laughs> wow. They told me about him dying. They told me about him rising again. Um, they would tell me all sorts of things. As a matter of fact, one night I got in trouble because I was hearing from them and I was crying. Um, and I was being very loud and my foster parents called me out of my room to the top of the stairs and they were asking me, why are you crying? Why won't you go to bed? And I couldn't answer anything, but because Jesus died on a cross. I'm, that didn't go over well. Yes, did we lose you? Sorry about that. Oh, sorry. No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. But yep, we, we hear you now. We lost you for a minute. Yeah, I lost. I asked a question. Yeah, that was. I'm sorry. That was uh, actually my daughter uh, trying to call me. Oh. I don't know how to put my phone on do not disturb. And that's okay. How's Zach teach you? He taught me. <laughs> Zach teaches me everything this? digital. Is there a way to do Is, Do you have an iPhone? No. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, good luck then. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gee, thanks. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't know. I just. He could have walked know. you through it if it would have been an iPhone. Yeah. It sounded so, like iPhone snobbery. For yeah, you kind yeah. of did, didn't it? Good uh-huh. luck. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So, Jess, when you told your Mormon foster parents that you were crying mm-hmm. about Jesus Christ dying for you on a cross, what did they say? Um, they didn't say anything. They kind of shook their heads and told me to go to bed and to be quiet. Well, yeah, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. Well, hold on. First of all, first of all, pride plays a role in anybody. If you're, I, I'm going to believe in Jesus. I'll tell you about it, but you don't tell me because I'm, I'm ahead of you. I'm in charge of you. Right. But then, especially if it's coming from a kid, dude, I remember one time Keegan, my daughter, my daughter, when she was like three years old on, on my porch one time. Started like, oh my gosh, Danny Russell. No, declined. Yeah, declined. Bye. Okay. Do not disturb on wow. it. Still it happening. Is. But anyway, my daughter on a porch one time literally started telling me things that like I hadn't taught her about Jesus yet. Like started just telling me about stuff. And I was just floored. I didn't even know what to say. I, I had to tell her to go inside. I was like, go inside because I didn't know what to say. I was like, I, I didn't teach her that. Um, I didn't say anything like that. Like, this what makes me wonder if there's like maybe some little ministering angels going around to kids when their parents are dropping the ball. Because that's dang, dang sure what I was doing back in the day. Well, they're not little, but yes, there are. Man, you, you say they're not little? The angels. And you still see them to this they, day? Uh-huh. Wow. You don't see any bad spirits? Yeah, that's- Oh no, I do. I say I get so that's, frustrated because the uniqueness of this gift is is I get to see um both sides. I get to see all sides. Could um, could could I, could I, I make used a, to do paranormal research because of that? So. Yeah. Could I make mm-hmm. a uh, um 
surmise, I guess would be the right word. Why are you using weird words today? I'm not using big words. It's okay. Only, it's, only, not. it's only six letters. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm wondering because I, and and bear with me, please bear with me on this. Okay. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you had such a purpose on your life from the time that you were born, because you were born into adversion. I mean, your mom being what she was and how she was, you were put into a Mormon home. I don't really want to, I'm not trying to say anything bad there, but I mean, that wasn't of your belief as well. You were taught about your belief by your grandfather until when about 10 years old or so, you know, no, he, um, how did you find out that you came from only, a family of witches? Oh, that was from my grandfather. He, he visited for a couple of years after, um, I was placed in the home and actually the Mormon home ended up adopting me when I was, uh, six years old. Okay. So, I mean, uh, but, but I'm thinking, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be real careful that I don't offend you, Jess. Okay. But I, I'm saying I'm not going to get offended. If everything in your beginning was trying to lead you away from Christ, I'm wondering, man, if there is something that your purpose, spiritually minded like you are, if that purpose was turned to further the kingdom that you're you would be extremely powerful she could be a prophetess yeah yeah Uh, that's what i'm thinking i mean what what does satan do in the story of my life is he keeps us off the chessboard yeah because he doesn't want us playing in in the real war which which is between wait 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 wait, wait. mark did you just say chessboard yes (laughs) ma'am so that's a saying i have Actually, it's it's fairly common. I I say that God is playing cosmic chess. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that that's what the spiritual the spiritual battle is. Our, our war is not with flesh and blood, people, people of the church, people of the world. It's with principalities and rulers of these dark realms. And and you hmm. know, I know that He kept my piece off the chessboard with all kinds of stuff. I was into the occult stuff too when I was younger. Um, cast a bunch of spells in high school, looked into witchcraft and Satanism, had, had the, had the Anton LaVey's satanic Bible did, you know, did all that just because it was rebellion. I was rebellion, rebelling against all the pain that had happened to me in my life and the things that I couldn't explain. And, you know, is anything but what, but God. And the reason why I think that is, is because God was trying to keep me from this moment that I'm experiencing right now. I mean, Satan, not God. Right. And the longer, (laughs) the longer he can keep us off the board and out of the warfare, then the less he has to worry. You know, his time grows longer with each generation. You know, God's purpose isn't being achieved like, like as short a time period as it could have been. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but anyway, I just thought to say that it makes sense i've heard it before yeah yeah Actually, i've heard what well that, that's what i'm saying like i get a little bit jealous too because god straight up told me be the um i am 
because you, you would you say that my purpose is pretty big in the kingdom of God? Very much so. Okay. So let me tell you this. Um, and I think I've told you this before, but a couple weeks ago I was running and that's where God talks to me the most. And I was running and I was like, God, you let me see all this dark stuff. Like you let me see the bad stuff. I was like, I want to see an, I want to see an angel. I want to see something good. He straight up told me no. He straight up told me no. And Which I don't think that's fair. I think if you have to see the bad stuff, you should be seeing the good stuff too. Well, I asked him, I asked him, I said, why, why? Why? And I felt him say that um, because you'd be able to convince people you saw it. And then I said, well, what's wrong with that? And I felt him chew my butt, tell him like, it's not my, it's not your place to know that. Like, like I asked him why, like he kind of, he kind of got on to me a little bit. He said, it's not your, not your place to know that. Cause I keep telling him like, I'm, I'm, I'm developing these tendencies to be acutely aware of when dark spirits are around me acutely all the time. In fact, it's so important. Well, you kind of have to be if you're going to go into this kind of ministry. Oh, trust me, Amen. I know. I, I know now. I know. I know. I, I'm I'm getting even more acutely aware all the time. In fact, to the point where I I'm able to have peace when I know they're not there. A peace, more peace than I've ever had. Which, even though I know that these things are coming after me, I know when they're not there. At least, right? I at least know when they're not there. So, um, I have that. But I, it's I. It would be nice to see a, an angel every now and then. I and. And God just straight up told me no. And so can you imagine how big her purpose is? It is nice to see him. Yeah. I know they're here. I know they're protecting me. Like um, Larry Autry, he's one of my friends over here. He's actually he's actually our um, one of our spiritual leaders of the podcast. He's the one that comes through and anoints all this stuff. And he's been he's just been a Christian for a very, very, very long time. But he sees angels all the time. He, he's seen five angels. Yeah, Larry has seen five angels. Um, a couple of which in a, in a human body before. Mm. Even uh, my grandfather oh, wow. said, swore up and down he saw one. Mm-hmm. I'm well, pretty sure you did too, right? I, I'm pretty sure I met I met an angel before I was serving Christ. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I met one in a human body, but it's not like mm-hmm. I could be proven. I, man, I'm almost certain it was. Have I told you the story, Larry? Uh, We've heard the I'm story. Trying to remember. You I'm told us on the Bible my- study. I'm going through my okay. Relodex. Well, I'll tell a very quick version of it for the podcast. For the po- yeah, it'll be quick. So I picked up this homeless guy that was in the middle. Like he was okay. I have told you he was he was driving on the or I was driving on the side of the road. I picked up a guy who was like, and I knew it was going to get really cold that night. So I took him to the nearest town, which was like the opposite way of which he was going. But he was very mute. He wouldn't talk. He was shaking, and something was like very weird about it. And then I, he, I didn't see much clarity in him, but I ended up buying him a motel room and something to eat. And as I was leaving the motel room, as I was leaving the motel room, I looked back and I saw clarity in his eyes. And he, we kind of looked at each other and nodded and something was just, I was like, something is weird about that. And then I remember whenever I started getting closer to God, it was probably several years later, um, I read that Bible verse that be careful of how you treat people because you might be entertaining angels. And as soon as I read that Bible verse, my mind kicked back to that moment. And I go, that guy was an angel. I know he was. That's the only one I was thinking about because it was so such a strange, strange interaction to where it went from unclear to clarity. And I could see in this guy's eyes that after I had um, almost like um, completed the mission that he was sent for, that uh, I don't know why I'm getting so freaking emotional lately, dude. Am I about to start my period? Um, anyway. Wow. Uh, wow. 
Sorry, guys. My wife's on her cycle and we're synced up. Lord, forgive me for that one there, please. My wife's on her cycle and we're synced up, dude. Gosh dang it. Okay. Anyway, so. There are things we don't need to know. <laughs> and that was one of them. Yeah. You're making Larry uh, very uncomfortable. Uh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. No, it just made me. It made me. That's it not made possible. me emotional because, like yeah. that, I I passed the test, and I, I don't know. know. It was but, cool. But I'm sitting. I'm sitting here watching him start to cry. That that is I had not to normal. Get, I can't but, let thousands of people yeah. watch me cry. I had to get out of there, or possibly even millions. I, I can't. Know, but but I you can't listen. I know more about women than most men ever even thought about. I don't get embarrassed by that kind of stuff okay i was just oh that's a good thing <laughs> no i no. okay so yeah i i maybe have saw an angel before but i want to see one in its glory you know i want to see one like you see him jess Ooh. why i don't know just it would just be cool to see see that instead of just it all is, the bad stuff it is cool it's definitely interesting unless they're angry and let, yeah I imagine, imagine it'd be bad. Yeah, I had one show up angry at me once. Why? Why was it mad? Um, I, <laughs> I lied to a pastor. Oh. Uh huh. He asked me um, about where the witches um, had their local gatherings, and I told him I didn't know. Why did he ask you that? not doing that um because he uh i guess his wife had gotten some word from the lord about there being a local gathering of witches that was nearby where they were starting their church and so he figured hey there's a witch here i'll ask her and so he did and i lied yeah and <laughs> yeah I was not going to tell him where they were because I don't trust Christians anyway. Hey, now. So I, <laughs> okay, well, I didn't at the time. Present company excluded. Present company excluded. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That was, that was a while back. Um, but what had happened was I then went home and went to bed that night and I was, sleeping next to my husband and I wake up out of nowhere wide awake and there is this being in the room and he stared at me and he said what do you think you're doing and immediately I am shoving and pushing at my husband trying to get him to wake up because I'm just like complete shock right now because this thing is clearly upset with me. So you're freaking and out. You're my, like, my husband. Oh yeah, my husband is not waking up. He is just snoring away. Like uh -oh. he ain't got a care in the world. And I'm like, please wake up. Please just wake up. And he's not. So I'm looking at this thing, and it again said, "What do you think you're doing? Tell him the truth." So I immediately get up out of bed. We had our computer desk right next to the bed hop onto the computer, email this pastor. I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I lied to you. This is where they hang. <laughs> wow. It was that scary that you told him, huh? Hey, oh, straight up. Hey, Jess, this is, this is Margaret. This just really fires my imagination. 
listening to you tell this story, especially if we align it with the verse we read. What was that in Corinthians, Larry, that that the unbeliever is sanctified through marriage with the believer? Yeah, First Corinthians 7, 12 to 14. You know, I, I don't have any problem with that being an angel of the Lord at all. Um, if if no. your husband, if you're sanctified through the marriage of your husband, then are you open to the possibility that that might be God trying, you know, if you're sanctified coming to you and saying, child, um, what, what do you think you're doing? I'm, so let me be clear. I'm not opposed to your God. I'm not even opposed to eventually becoming a Christian. As a matter of fact, from what I hear, it's inevitable. Right. <laughs> Amen. That's I've, I've heard from too many prophetic Christians, too many people I know are very in tune with the Lord, that eventually one day I will become a Christian. And, and I'm not opposed to that. My problem is not with your God, it's with your Jesus. Whoa, that's okay. That's weird. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, childhood trauma, basically. Right. How could he understand let something like that happen to me? Um, it's more to the effect of where were you? Yeah. Amen. Where yep. were you when I was screaming in pain? Where were you when this was happening to me? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I, I was not raised talking about Jesus all the time. Like in a Mormon household, there's not a lot of Jesus talk, right? But my mother, my adopted mother, um, she once told me, and it stuck with me as things do when you're little, that if if you're ever in a bad situation, you, you pray and, and you ask Jesus to help you. And for me, that just kind of stuck, right? But in my experience, nothing would happen. Nothing would change. Nothing would stop, um, even when I was crying for him. Yeah, so, so. let me, um, <laughs> I don't know if you were there. And this is so hard for me to say this, to apply it to, apply it to my situation, to yours, because they are vastly different, so. Um, take it easy. I mean, you can roundhouse me if you see me in person. If you, because I've told this to another lady and they thought she was going to ra- roundhouse me for because that our situations are vastly different. But I just learned this the other day, and I know you were in there when I said this. So I was actually recently this last week blaming God for my financial situation, literally blaming mm-hmm. God. Like, um, well. I know you're good, God. I, I know you're good, but you're literally like causing me to go through these financial situations and I don't know why. Like, I, and I was even questioning whether it was real or not. Well, whenever that um, Christian, oh, yeah. when that Christian warlock um, came after me, I mean, probably the same feelings that you were going through, except yours were like a million times worse, right? Um, but this, when this Christian warlock came after me, I realized that um, God gave me a vision. He showed me that. God never intends, a, intends us to go through evil, ever. Now, he allows, mm, he allows see, some I of it. I don't agree. Well, this is, I'm just telling you what I, what I learned from what he, what he showed me, that yeah. he, he allows some of it, but when he allows it, 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 it is intended for us 
it is intended for us to grow from it. That's what it's intended for. And that's the hard part that people have is like, how, how in the heck am I supposed to grow and come out stronger from being raped or molested? Like, how in the world am I supposed to come out stronger from that? So, I understand that. I, Jess, so I've been in your situation. I've been molested as a kid too. But I feel like this. I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me to tell you this. It's not, um, I'm not saying that Jesus was wrong, but I feel he's telling me he, he, he was, um, he's always been there for us, but you, you had to go through just like I had to go through the things that I've been through to, um, to become who you are now, who it's made you stronger as a person because of the things that you went through as a child, the same as me, I was molested by my mm-hmm. grandfather, but, and I didn't, no one came to save me. I had to go through it with my older sister, but didn't you I'm even a stronger tell, didn't person even, now than I was then. Didn't you even tell your grandma that it was happening? Yes, I told, because my grandparents raised me and my older sister, and me and my older sister had plotted to kill, actually kill my grandfather one day because we were tired of it, but mm-hmm. we went and told my grandmother about it. But because she, my grandfather had taken her out of that same situation when she was younger, she did nothing about it. She said that she just wouldn't let us go with him anywhere or be alone with him anymore. So, but that, but the things that I went through as a child has made me stronger as a person now. So I feel like the things that you go through in life make you stronger as an adult. And you have to go through those things to build your faith and build your uh, confidence in everything that you go through. It also builds a testimony that you have an experience that you can help others that have been through that experience where you Correct. could not, we could have sympathy, but we cannot have empathy to go through. If the we thing, have not yes. been through that. So that's like a ministry that you can do to help other people go through the, that you're helping them because you've been through it, that you can help them out with their walk on that journey too. Does that make sense? She's got to, oh, she, yeah. she's got to come to terms with that first so, though. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sitting here just thinking of this <laughs> from a, I, um, I've, I've, I've thinking of this from like standpoint, I'm, I'm wondering why people are different about this because my first response in that is to be mad at the, the people who did it like, and then, and then Satan for putting that in them. Like, yeah, but have you ever yeah, had a situation where you were totally robbed of your power? No, no. And there, there's something yeah. different about that. Um, I, My wife has been robbed of her power. I know other people have been robbed of their power, and almost inevitably there was a resentment towards this loving God that we all yeah. preach about yeah. that cares about us. No harm shall become you, right? You know, if if God is for me, what man can stand against me? Yet how can a loving God allow my power to be taken, me to be completely victimized by something like this? I mean, well, unfortunately, free will works both ways. Right. It allows that person free to do... Free will. That's, that's one I hear a lot. I know. And it, and it is unfortunate. And I don't... I don't like that at, at all, but it is... It is something that you have to take in consideration. I've what, what happened to me last week, I, whenever it was, I'm not good with time, but you probably remember better than I do, Jess. You were there the next morning. But what happened to me the other day, I realized that God has a lot less to do with the evil in the world than what we think. 
we want we we want to blame him, you know, but he's going to clean this up someday. That that's the thing about it. he's going to clean this place up. And he really is the hero of this story. The devil has got us all confused including us like he is the devil has such a stronghold on getting people to believe that this is all God's fault and it's he's getting better at it. He's getting better at convincing people that the devil's the good guy and God's the bad guy for allowing all this stuff. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have all the answers. I don't I, I don't have any of the answers, you know. But all I know is that if if God really is all powerful and all knowing, I'm just gonna I have to assume that he has um a good reason for allowing this crap. But also the one thing hmm. that I want to add to this and I and I really I'm not trying to browbeat you, but the Bible clearly states that Jesus is the only way to the Father. So with your with your hatred to Jesus, you don't have a problem with God. You in your words, you you don't have a problem with God, but you you don't like Jesus. But Jesus No, I don't trust Jesus. But Jesus is the reason that we can go to the Father. Yeah. I understand that you believe that. I am a little hesitant to trust my life to a God that wasn't there. Yeah. Well, well I, I totally I totally so get that. Mark, she's, she's do you not remember? I don't know how old Mark is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna younger than me and older than you because because I'm old. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the Satanic Panic? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that, okay. That. And do you remember how a bunch of people came out saying that it was not true? People were lying about it. It never actually happened. Right. In fact, I have a very personal <laughs> experience with that. Um, I was. So t- do I. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Not. We're not going to stop there. Jess, you tell your personal <laughs> experience with that first, and then Mark, you'll tell yours. Jess, go ahead. Okay. Um, when I was 13, um, I was basically taken by this group of people. I called them the freaky cult people because that's the best way to, for me to describe it. At the time they called themselves Satanists, which I've, since learned is completely inaccurate. I know too many Satanists for me to believe that. Um, but these were uh, occult people who called themselves Satanists. And um, I met a couple of these uh, boys. They were about 16 years old and I was 13. And they... Um, they didn't meet me on accident. <sighs> Turns out that they had scoped out my house. They scoped out my neighborhood. And they had chosen to meet me. And I was young and dumb and raised Mormon and didn't know much of the outside world at that point. And didn't know to be afraid of them. So when I met them at the local library, they were just a couple of cute teenage boys with long hair and piercings and smoking cigarettes. 
And I thought they were the coolest things in the whole world. And um, they decided they were going to take me. Turns out that decision had already been made. They were sent there to take me uh, to um, a ritual gathering. Uh, They told me um, where my house was, what my address was, which window was my bedroom, and what time they would be at it to take me out that night. And I was too dumb to be afraid. I thought it was a great adventure. We were going to sneak out of the house. And I went with them that night. And that was the night that everything changed for me. Um, Chelsea, were you sexually abused that night? Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah. Multiple times. Uh, many, many nights. Um, I was what they now call ritualistically abused. Or in some cases, it's called SRA, Satanic Ritual Abuse. I, I read um, about that today, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. It, uh, that night was the night that I was screaming for Jesus. Got it. And um, that was the night that uh, there was 10 men because the boys were not allowed to touch us, um, but the elders were. And there was uh, at least 10 of them that I remember, but it was the 8th or the ninth that was um, trigger warnings, sorry, uh, on top of me. And um, I was crying and screaming for Jesus. And I was only 13 and I was not very strong at the time. But this man laughed in my face and told me to keep screaming because Jesus was not there. Oh, wow. And um, I realized by the end of that night that he definitely was not there. And uh, I was going to have to get through this on my own. So I uh, I did. <laughs> I learned how to survive. I learned how to do what they wanted. I had gifts and abilities that they wanted. Um, and it kept me alive. Oh, they would have but, killed you? Jess, they, they, I don't know. they would have killed you if you didn't have those gifts and abilities? I don't know. Ma'am. To be honest, quite possibly, yeah. The things that I've seen them do, yes. Ma'am. You you know, all I can think to say is you know those guys are going to have to pay for that someday, right? If they're not already. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. So that was my life for a while. Um, I was running away often from my Mormon home. Um, and basically whenever they wanted me they would come for me and I would go with them usually on ritual nights um, 
my adopted father thought that I was running away and just running the streets. Uh, eventually, he severed the adoption and gave me back to the courts. Um, he did say that he thought that I might have some involvement in a satanic cult, but he wasn't sure. He told the counselor that. Um, and honestly, I don't think he really wanted to know what was going on. So he just, it was easier to sever the adoption, give me back, and then I went into group homes. And it became harder at that point for them to reach me and find me. I was being moved around a lot. What age so. were you? <clears throat> Sorry, what age were you when you were uh, given back to the courts? Um, I was almost 15. Man, so that's, that's 14, what's crazy. You know what's crazy? I keep, I keep like... Um, I keep thinking in my head right now as like, man, you know, even all through all this, like she's, Jess has obviously been the number one person that's been through and she's probably not even telling us all of it. If half of it, right? Uh, no. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> even though she said all this, she still hates Jesus the least out of any of our guests. She still, she, she didn't say anything about hating Jesus. She didn't say anything about giving up on him. She's like, she's just like, I don't really know what to think about him right now. You know what I mean? She hasn't. I don't trust him. Yeah, she doesn't trust him. You know, it's like, she, you haven't closed the door on him. You haven't done anything like that. You're just like, man, I've had all this stuff and he wasn't there and you haven't figured out how to reconcile that yet. Yeah. Head, which of course no, not, I've right? been close a couple of times. Um, a couple of times I've been, you, you know how like, I don't know if anyone's afraid of heights, but I'm not. So you know how you go to the edge of like the cliff or something like that and you just kind of sit there and swing your legs over or stand there and kind of inch your feet to the edge <laughs> and curl your toes over? Yeah, and there's that one little voice in your head that says, let go. <laughs> just let go. Okay. So, <laughs> no, that was actually a demonic voice. Right. When I, was little, but... <laughs> I, I guess I had that as a kid because I used to get that all uh-huh. the time. Yeah, that was one that used to tell me if I jumped, I could fly down the stairs. Right. <laughs> Very dark spirit, that one. Yeah. But no, this this was more uh, an analogy kind of a situation. So for me, I've been in church and I've been in places, especially during worship. I love music. I feel music. I think that music is medicinal. Mm-hmm. So during worship, there's been times where I have felt the presence so strongly that I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I could trust this. And, and I get that feeling of being on the edge of that cliff with my toes curled over and just thinking, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to fling myself off this cliff and just go with it. And immediately all I can think is you're going to trust yourself to be caught by a God that didn't catch you. And then I back up and I'm like, nope, I, I'm not there yet. I can't do that. Well, I don't know. I don't know why either, but when, whenever I gave my life to the Lord and I completely dedicated to becoming Jesus's disciple, my life got exponentially harder. And so if you did that, I would assume I, that's something you, you would have to be prepared for as well is that your life would get hard. I know. I know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, oh, so fun. But that's, that's what, um, that's what I started to realize too that made me realize it was real was the um, extreme level of opposition I received whenever I got on track. 
that's why I was like, oh, this is real. This is real. Like, you know, it's like, I'm going to, at first I was like, I'm only going to do this because I've tried everything else and I've only gotten a big old glass of mediocrity and I'm tired of mediocrity, right? So I'm going to go all in to this Jesus thing and just see what happens. And I did it. And the level of opposition that I received is what convinced me that this is real. Yes. You know what I mean? It's the, the, it's Amen. not just the opposition that I receive. It's the level of opposition, but like Jess, you've got a cheat code too, that going into it. Like you've got, you can see things that um, probably less than even a fraction of a percent of people can see. So. Yeah, I know. I once had a pastor tell me that he used a woman like me to scope out the people of his church. Yeah. To tell him who was carrying demonic spirits with them. Well, did you and know? I told um, him that's, that's rude. Did actually, you know? I mean, the FBI. The FBI used to use like mediums and stuff to um, to help them out with cases. And then also, I've heard that the CIA uses um, people that know how to interject with the astral realm for astral projection to stop people from astral projecting into government facilities. Oh, really? Yeah, um, I mean... That's interesting. Our I never own, tried to project into a federal building. Yeah, our, our, um, our own government recognizes the spiritual realm. Cool. I mean, they just got it wrong, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would think projecting into a federal building would be boring, but okay. Yeah. It's like, hey, look at all these papers really with writing on it. <laughs> <laughs> not really something, you know, and it's not like you can take them with you and like prove that you saw something. They'd be like, man, look at all these writing, look at these papers with writing all over it. I mean, I know there's an alien over in the corner, but I mean, they're like, what? <laughs> what? Gosh, Jess, uh, I, I just, I can't shake the feeling that God is talking to you, <laughs> sister. And, uh, that, that he's got, he's got something powerful in store for you. Um, I, I got chills running all over my body. I can't imagine surviving that. Um, I know that I had to get rid of a whole bunch of wreckage between me and God. And the largest wreckage was my anger and resentment at him. And, uh, and I think that's like I'd said earlier, that's what keeps us off the chessboard, you know, keeps us as pawns and Mark, Mark, hold on. I don't even know why, why were you angry and resentful at God? I want to know why, even if it takes you a little bit, let us know. Well, I don't, after her telling her story, I, I don't really have a I, story. Yeah. Mark's just, like, Mark's just, like, I, I lost my Hot Wheels in third grade and I blame God for it. Well, Mark, <laughs> in, in, in AA, no. in AA, Mark, they, what? I need to hear. That I knew she did. That's I what I want you to hear. tell her. Well, I mean, in AA, they, they have this term called terminal uniqueness. And, ah, uh, yes, I'm in NA. I yeah, do are know you? that term. Yeah, so you know that yeah, term. Yeah, 18 years clean. Oh, awesome. I'm 12. Good for you. Far out. Mm-hmm. That is far out. Okay. I, now you know how old he is. I thought Mark wasn't that old, but he just said far out. Yeah. So Mark's also old. Okay, yeah, go I'm ahead, Mark. 56. I'm yeah. 56. Mark's, so Mark's just a little younger than I am. Okay. I'm far out. I knew that would catch your attention. God, I need a young a young person in here. Bad, dude. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, 
I, I get that anger of God. You know, when I when I shared about the 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 um, satanic ritual abuse, and I said I experienced with it. I didn't have experience getting abused, um, so that's really not what this is about. What what was blocking me, and I'll tell you that experience later. Um, what was blocking me was my anger towards God about taking my father when I was twelve years old. And, and just the judgmental, it, it first began with that is, you know, how could, how could you do that? You know, I needed my dad and that was the beginning of my life spinning out of control because I didn't have a relationship with God. My, my father didn't have a relationship with God. So I didn't really see a good example of that. And I, and I was very mad at God about that for a long time. And then I, I grew up as a seventh day Adventist and, and all I got from that experience was the arrogance and judgmentality of, of man and his construct of religion. It seems like when you take people and you put them in a group, you can have the purest ideas. And then for some reason, we take it and we warp it and corrupt it. And we start adding to and saying, yeah, okay, well, you can't eat pig and you have to go to church on this certain day and you can't listen to music. You shouldn't put on jewelry, all of these different types of things that so we can elevate ourselves a little above the other person, feel a little bit better about ourselves. And then, you know, person like me feels nothing but condemnation. And uh, so, you know, I, I identify when I went in and worked the steps, you know, they'd say, you got to have a power greater than yourself to restore you to sanity. I knew I was beyond human aid. My life was completely unmanageable, but the only problem was the only problem was I had the same problem as you. My my problem was different. I had all this dogma in my head. So I was like, you know, AA says you get to just think about who you want God to be. And that's a beginning. And to me, that was like blasphemy. There was only one way and it wasn't just Jesus. It was all this other stuff that you had to do. And, and I remember driving down the road one day and I was on my third step and I could, I couldn't get past it. I couldn't get past it because I'd been so trained. It'd been so driven into me what God is supposed to be. And if it's not, it's heresy. And I remember I heard this huge voice reverberating in me and it said, Mark, I'm much larger than your capacity to define me, whatever it takes. Mm. And it was like at that moment, this voice in my head said, Abba. And I didn't really Mm. know what that meant. I found out later from actually watching NCIS, that means daddy. And, and that's what I started. That's how I started. And, you know, with daddy along came the son eventually for me. But, mm. I, you know, I don't know if, if any for of... For me, I have the mother. What's that? For me, I have the mother. Right. Well, I think that, <laughs> I, I think we start somewhere and then God doesn't let us stay there, you know. Um, and and that, w- that was my story. My, my relationship with him matured. And uh, as I grew, then I started to, you know, search the word more and, and gain more understanding. But I had to get rid of that resentment, which, and I'm, hor- I'm very reticent to tell you that it's arrogance because of what you've been through. 
you are, your pain is far exceeding the, my experience. It felt horrible for me, but I wasn't rendered powerless over and over like that. And I can't, I'm really, I guess I'm really just saying this to empathize with you. I can't, I can't imagine uh, suffering that. And, uh, and then, you know, wondering where is God? But, you know, there's this one verse that I fall on. It's suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character is hope. And um, I don't know why some of us have to have more suffering. Uh, maybe because like we talked about, you're, you've got a potential. It sounds to me like God's been talking to you for a while now. And, and Longer and, than most of us. Yeah. And for some reason, I had, I had this one thing come into my mind. And my mother told me this when I was like 13 years old. She said, just keep saying to God, speak, Lord, your servant heareth, like Samuel did. Because I think God spoke to Samuel like three or four times. Samuel, call his name. And, uh, and you know, maybe, you know, that's why Jesus says we got to be like children, you know. And uh, I hope someday soon that that, that, that that falls from you. I can't. God's the only one that does work like that in our hearts. You know what I mean? I don't have anything Christian to tell you right now, Jess, but you remember the other day when that guy did that thing to me and you said yeah. you, you wanted to go after him? Yeah. I want to go after those guys for you too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I just want to let you know that. You. I love you. I love you that much. And I, I don't know why I'm so emotional, today, man. I probably did. I cried during your, I'm sorry that happened to you. I want to go after him. You know, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm now I'm 44 years old and I'm not sorry for the things that I've been through. I think that it's made me the person that I am today. It's made me stronger as a person. It makes me realize, you know, of the things that, that God has brought me through and like it just opened your eyes because I meant, I mean, look with my kids. I, I'd never thought that I'd always thought that I would know if they were being abused and I didn't and they were. So mm-hmm. it makes me, it makes me just so much stronger now than I was then. You know, so. I will, I will under, I will say this, um, um, Jess, you've been there through um, the entire reading now of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which is the first three Gospels of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. um, we're about to wrap up on John probably in the next couple of days, and you'll be there for that, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I know towards the end of those, all three of those accounts that you've seen um, how bad Jesus was treated. Uh, and I, I put myself yeah. in his shoes, and... Um, I get I get persecuted to an extent on there. I get death threats. I get tell, told my daughter should have been aborted. I get told, told that I'm going to get I get all this stuff that mean and hateful and stuff like that. But Jesus not only got that, but he got that while he was being speared. Um, he even at one point um, said, "Father, Father, why have you forsaken me?" Whenever the sins of all mankind was poured out on him, which I imagine that was one of the worst. I, I, okay, hold on. 
I bet that was the worst feeling that any human being had ever felt ever in the history of mankind was whenever God poured out all sins, past, present, and future on Jesus on the cross. Whenever he said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Um, that's when God poured out all sins of all mankind on him. So Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for all man in that moment. And I imagine that that felt um, incredibly terrifying, uncomfortable, painful. I mean, what words that even humans can't put into mind. So even though that he might not have stopped it, and I, I'll never be able to explain that, and I'm not even going to offer an excuse for that, but I would say that he understands um, pain, trouble, sorrow, um, uncomfort more than any other human could ever understand because he did become human for us. And he does say that I and the, I, I and the Father are one. And so, you know, I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's hard, but that, that's all I want to say is that I want to go after those guys for you too. And I know you'd go after that guy for me, but just know that I would go after those guys for you too. Here's the irony. Here, here's the irony to think that the one that you are resentful at, the one that seemingly wasn't there, knows your pain like no one else. I mean, he was strapped to a cross. He capitulated. He I don't know a, what that means. He was abused. So yeah. He was abused. He was violated. I don't even know how to spell that. Capitulated. What is that? Is that Italian? His pain was, 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 you know, that's somebody who can relate. Capitulate. Cease to resist an opponent or an unwelcome demand. Surrender. Mm -hmm. Capitulated. Okay. Too many smart people in here. I just love that point, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I hate that that, I just hate, I hate it, man. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. I've been emotional since this morning, since God told me, um, God told me that uh, to go as long as, as long as needed today. Plus, you're kind of special to me too, so, um, so that's, that's why I, I was just, I was excited to actually get to hear your voice and talk to you today. But now. Me too. We're um we're 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 gonna cut out all the points where I'm crying on camera, right? Can we do that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Can't do well, that. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. <sighs> You're learning to have sympathy and empathy more than you ever have. I hate it, man. I ha I I don't hate it because I know I know oh, really? I, I want people to see um I want to see people that I'm real. And I love people and it, it hurt like what hurts the most is whenever people like reject me, you know, like I want people to yeah. see that I love, love everyone, you know, and it just, I do. it hurts. It hurts when, um, not everybody ex accepts like, cause I'm putting, I'm putting myself out there, man. And I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to do this anymore. The crying? No, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fun for me anymore. Um, but I want to do what God wants me to do. But this isn't. But I need to do. This isn't. This isn't. Um, this isn't as fun as I thought it would be. This isn't as fun as I thought it'd be. This isn't fun. It's and real. So and so when people reject me, it's hard. 
because then I don't want to do it. And you're like, yeah, I don't think you understand. I don't want to do this. And I want you to take this seriously because I don't want to do this. And I'm only doing it because I know what's going to happen to you if I don't. And it hurts. It's hard. It's right, hard. Right now, you're feeling the pain that Jesus feels every time that you didn't obey him. Does that make sense? All right. Can you imagine the tears he shed in heaven when he watched what happened to Jess? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord, save these people from God's vengeance. You know, it's his, not ours. That's the only thing that you can really honestly rest on is that, that they will get their just desserts. Yeah. Amen. When they, when they stand before the Lord, that's not something that he is going to give them a pass on. I don't know if you were there when I read that. And, um, I think it was yesterday, Jess, that whenever, whenever, um, Jesus, some of Jesus' disciples left him and I felt so, Mm -hmm. I felt so comfortable, um, when I read that because I feel that way, man. Like, like that's what I told, I told my wife this a couple months ago, um, but I read in the Bible, I did, I've never read that before where uh, some of Jesus' disciples left him. And then he looked at the 12 that was remaining and he was like, are you guys going to go too? And they were like, where are we going to go? They said, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. We, we have nowhere to go. And I, yeah, told I, was my, there for that. I told my wife this, but I was like, um, like th- this ministry is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. And this is very, very difficult. Um, and that's what my, you know, we could... We could leave, you know, we could go do something else, but like, where, where would we go? Where would we go? What would we do? Just because we decide to leave and give up doesn't mean that this isn't true. I'm still going to know this is true at the end of the day. I'm still going to know what I've been through up to this point. I'm still going to, I can't unsee what I've seen. I can't undo <laughs> what I've done, you know, like I can't, I can't do that. Like I'm too far, I'm too far along in this. I could quit, but. It's not going to make it not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just hate, I hate, um, I'm so ready for there not to be any more of this stuff. You know, I'm so ready. Like, is um, that how that works? One day there won't be any more of this. Yeah. That's what Amen. It says, and it's coming soon. That he'll dry every tear. There will be no more pain, no more suffering. No more victimization and terror. It's the battlefield is real out here. And I'll tell you, Jess, I, mm. I, I can't, I can't encourage you enough. I, I, I feel, I, I always know when the Holy Spirit's on me because I get chills all the way from the top of my body to the bottom. And likewise, and he's, he's on me hard for your sake. And yeah. And I, I just feel like the message just keeps getting pounded in my head. I'm speaking to her. I'm speaking to her. And the simple fact is you're already saved. You're already saved, but he wants more from you. And I I believe that, that you know, we talked about that chessboard, and I, I just see this. You know, I, so many times in my life I've come to realize what Satan does, the slings and arrows, and what he does to us because we're in this matrix of free will. This is the battlefield, man, and it's serious. And Jess, you're a child of God, and you've got fruits of the Spirit that could be powerful. And I think that's what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to keep you sidelined through pain, 
She'd be a force, dude, more than any uh, of us in this room would be, honestly, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just glad you're, I'm glad to be talking to you. Every Wednesday before we come in here, um, I, I get to go to ambassadors. It is a group of older people. Not older. The oldest. Yeah, the oldest. I know what it yeah, is. The eldest okay. people I've in watched the all the shows. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, and Pastor Didi, the last couple of uh, weeks really has, actually, I think over a month, she has been really adamant about the spirit being poured out over this land. And if you look at the revivals that are starting to break out uh, right now, I mean, First off, they're they're not just here in the United States. It's not just Kentucky that is having a revival. It, and I'm not talking about a revival where you go one night and you get a little preaching, a little praising. I am talking about a revival where they cannot even leave. There is mm-hmm. there is a um, YouTube clip. I think it was YouTube. It might have been on TikTok clip. About 80,000 people singing the name of Jesus at the Wailing Wall in Israel. That is mind-boggling. That's mind-boggling. Mind, <laughs> mind just blown, and and you can just feel the Holy Spirit radiating from that. I saw a another one on, and I and I can't remember TikTok. It doesn't even matter TikTok, YouTube, whatever. But a, a revival in Uganda that I don't know how many people were there, but it was way beyond what is the normal you know, normal amount of people in one small place, especially in Uganda. And there are revivals breaking out all over, all over the world. The signs like, you know, you talked about that earthquake in Japan. There's earthquakes all over this. This world is screaming at us. Well, Jess, you remember ready for this wedding. You remember, um, we read in Matthew, Mark and Luke so far. I don't think it's been in John yet. And if it is even in John, but where Jesus described birth pains, he talked about wars and rumors of war, and then earthquakes mm-hmm. in various places, pestilence, and then some other things. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that was called the birth pains, which is the beginning yeah, of... Yeah, I have the, some friends who have been talking about that recently. Yeah, which I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like that would be a pretty accurate description of the birth pains. And one of the things that uh, Didi related, relayed today was she... Do you understand tongues, speaking in tongues, and when a message is given from God to the congregation? Do you understand that? I do, to okay. a certain degree. I'm not sure I, I see it the same way that you guys do. I believe um, in speaking, I believe that for Christians, speaking in tongues requires an interpretation as well. Yes, yes. Um, but well, I in also church. believe that there is what I believe to be a spirit language. All right. Where well, if you read, there are sounds and words that come from your soul that are not translatable. Oh, that's biblical. Spoken. That's, that's ab- uh, absolutely yeah. correct. And if you any of the listeners want to check it out, get it going to First uh, Corinthians chapters thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, the only reason why okay. translators the re- necessary is the in that, church. Yeah, the reason that I explain that in a corporate setting, when a person goes uh, speaking of the Holy Spirit, then. Typically, another person is the one that gives the translation of it. Yeah. One of the things that she spoke of in the in the interpretation on Sunday was that this is that which has been promised. This is that which has been promised. In the last days, 
one of the things to be fulfilled, one of the prophecies to be fulfilled is that the name of Jesus will be worldwide. Yeah, it it will be heard worldwide. That that way, nobody could stand before the Father and say, "I never heard any of this." I, there's there's mm-hmm. no way at this particular point with all the information and uh, accessibility that is out there in this world that that there's people that can or have not heard. Well, hold on. There's that one island a couple years ago. It might have been like five years ago. Do you, Mark? Did you hear about that? There was this missionary that there's this island that still is like it's like the beginning of times people that still have like wooden staffs and stuff like that. It's this secluded island and it's protected. Like none of the governments, they've all made a treaty that because they're in their own little tribe or whatever, they won't mess with them. Well, this missionary said, you know what? I'm going to be the guy that goes and spreads the word of God to him. And he went out there on a boat. Yeah. And he went out there on a boat and those people took a bow and arrow and they shot him to death. Yep. I I do remember seeing that. Has that island been hit yet? I don't, I don't think so. Did someone send them a paper airplane? Oh, they could take a drone there and drop a Bible in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, yeah, all right. they probably could, but in what language would they put that? Good point. I don't know. Yeah, see, I was going to go there, and you beat me to it, Jess. Okay. You beat me to it. <laughs> but, but listen, all in all, the wedding is about to happen. And by wedding... I mean the rapture and everything mm-hmm. that has pointed to this. We are down to the last few moments of whether or not a person chooses to believe that Christ died for them and that their sins are forgiven. We it's, it is, it is so close. I don't think we're down to years. I think we're down to hours. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's how close I, I feel this. I have felt this since every since January 1st, it has just been so heavy on my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So heavy. And and I'm now, thank you, now I'm getting emotional. Yeah, you're I, a wuss, though. That's just yeah, to be expected. Right. Aww. But I, I, just, I just found out, had ambassadors this morning that my cousin passed away last year. Yeah, night. man, I'm sorry to hear that. He told me that in the and, bathroom earlier. Yeah. And. Uh, no one says. I'm yeah. sorry. I just pray that he had a moment that he came to the Lord. Yeah. You know, I don't want to lose any family, but this is, it's different when it's older people or it's a car wreck or, you know, or he was a biker as well. So, I mean, it it would be, it's normal for that, but it's not normal Mm -hmm. for me to lose family members that are in my generation. That are younger than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I I didn't care about somebody before I became, you know, before I came back to Christ. I didn't care whether they went to heaven or hell. I really didn't. Because I didn't think it mattered to me. And now, that's all I can think. Is, is... Got to make reconciliation with Christ before you die. Yeah. Amen. Okay. I'm going to give, um, we're all going to say something real, real quick here because we're going to be at two hours soon. And then we're going to give Jess and we're going to let her say We've something. We've been on two hours. Yeah. We're going to oh be on two gosh. hours here soon. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, you're you're going to be my like that long. No, you're going to be our longest episode by far, but it's okay. 
Um, I knew it was going to be, um, but it, it may even go in even longer, but I just wanted to, I'm going to keep mine short. Um, I want to say that I, I truly love you. Um, and, um, I mean that you're, you're special to me. Um, I don't look at you as a witch. I don't look at you as anything else. I, I look at you of why Jesus started this ministry and you're the first person that got to, um, you're the first one that showed me exactly the reason why. God started this ministry. So thank you for that. Um, whether it be that you do decide to do that, I, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do in the future. Um, but I know that God, um, is definitely directing me around you a lot more than what, um, he has for anybody else. And I've been a lot more emotional all day today. Even my wife telling her story, I've heard a million times. Um, but, um, I know there's a lot of a lot of energy tied around you, and and I mean I've learned a lot from praying for you too, that I don't get the same feelings praying for you that I do other witches. Um, I get I get some pretty crazy intense feelings praying for other witches, if, to the point where I've I've stopped praying for them. So um, it makes me uncomfortable. I've got to figure don't out stop. what, huh? Don't stop. Well, I. Um, we'll t- we could talk about this more offline because I don't know what it is and maybe you could help me out. But like I, there's sometimes I'll get like confusion and fogginess and like to where like I'll forget like what I'm doing and stuff when I'm praying for them. Like it's bad. It's we'll, we'll talk about that later, but it's something that I, yeah. it's very, very uncomfortable. Like one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever felt. And it even takes me a minute after I stop praying. I'm like, okay, I'm done. It takes me a minute to get, get back to normal. But anyway, um, I, I know I just thank you for everything that you've um, showed me. I've learned so much about just humans in general, and um, I've learned so much. And I'm just excited to I'm excited to just move on in the future um, with you and everybody else in there. Um, I've I just feel um, grateful and honored to be um, chosen to do this, and that you guys um, trust me to do it. So thank you. Hey Jess, uh, I don't you know the only thing that came to me was I remember one time at about oh five years sober I was sitting at a meeting with my sponsor and he looked at me and he said hey you know God will save your life but only Jesus will save your soul and that made a really big impact because I'd been talking about organized religion Christians and uh you know that really hit home to me and I gave him a shot and, uh, you know, he's healed me of a lot of stuff. And, uh, I know that he's, he knows your pain. He knows it. He knows it intimately and he loves you. That's all I got. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, uh, called. I'm glad we got to talk to you. It's been wonderful. Larry quickly. I'm going to read real quick 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. And in conclusion, 2 Corinthians 13, sorry, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers, goodbye. Aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be made of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace be with you. Jess, I appreciate you sharing your testimony. I really, honestly love you. I feel that you certainly have something to to offer the kingdom. And 
can't wait to get to know you a little bit more through the Bible study. And it's Discord, Larry. If that's Dis- what you're looking for, it's this called Discord. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, but you know what? I just left it alone. Okay, I okay. I saw you searching for it. That's All what right, a good thanks. buddy's for, huh? Thanks, bro. Okay, Jess, right. it's yours. Wow. Okay, this was not what I expected it to be at all. Me neither. I'm not really sure what what the expectation was. I wasn't sure what I was going to say. Um, I tend to leave that up to my higher power to say what I'm going to say. But what I can tell you is what you're doing with the Bible study, being on live, not muting people, and just being open, that's the way to do it. I've gone to countless churches and worship groups and places that say that they are welcoming to all, and they're not. And you are. And if there's ever been an example of what I think, I mean, historically speaking, we know Jesus existed. If there's ever been an example of what I think Jesus would act like, it would be you. It would be you, it would be Ange, it would be everyone in the study. You guys show that in a way that's not present in American churches. And I just hope you keep doing it because after being in corporate church on Sunday and all I could feel the whole time was wishing that I was in the Bible study with our group, just talking and hearing, like that made an impact. What you're doing makes a huge impact. You're giving us a place to be who we are, and you're still loving us anyway, all of us, whether we are Christians falling away or pagans that don't follow your path, you you love us the same. And I really, really appreciate it. I don't want you to stop. So don't give up, okay? I I would have to die first, but just know I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Just know know that for me to stop, I would have to die. But I don't want to be. I don't want to be up there when I'm doing. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, did, didn't didn't Jesus himself say that, Lord? If yeah. yes, anyway, this cup can pass, pass from me. Yeah, pass this cup. <laughs> Just know that I, I like. I would literally. You have to, you'll have to be at my funeral to see me stopping. But I don't. I do not want to do this anymore. You know. You know I'm. I'm going to propose something. Why don't we just close out? Finish our close out with her on the line. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're going to do it because I'm not going to be able to talk Because so I'm going to say, this has been by far, by far, the most emotional I can't, yeah, podcast I can't. that we've had. Yeah, just what you said there. I'm not going to, that's why I was fixing to type Larry something or write on his notepad to be like, I can't close this thing out, man. Yeah, well, I can see it in your yeah, tears. I but I, I mean, just, first I off, to, to, to be validated from the audience now i mean we 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 have friends that 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 strengthen us and we have friends that validate what we do 
but to be validated from who the podcast from, was from, intended yes, for <laughs> means yeah more than you could possibly understand because yeah. it is difficult sitting in here and all we know is that we have to love like Jesus that no matter what we're doing we emulate what Christ has put in us and what Christ has let shown us in love and 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 respect for others it makes and, the and pain we, worth it it makes the pain a little bit worth and, it and know? we do understand that that churches are not getting it exactly what how they need to get it and we want churches to change this is the end you know yeah. this is down to the end and these churches need to change and that that we can actually reach people that are willing to be reached yet are not being raised in the right way. I had a guy. I had a guy that um, a, a lot of people from the Bible study. Um, they they came in together and bought me a Bible because um, my Bible just completely took a. Poop. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Completely, completely took a poop dumped. today. Completely dumped. Yeah, and uh, they they all got together and bought me a Bible, and I was like, okay. And he called me his pastor yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, uh, <laughs> I don't. I was like, I don't even know. Like, I've never even looked up the definition of pastor, but I was like, I would probably, um, probably, I'm just an obedient Christian, bro. That's all I am. I'm, I'm definitely not your preacher, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but technically you are. You have a congregation that meets every day for two hours. I mean, there's a lot of preachers out here that only do their work for a couple hours on Sunday. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know what it means, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing what I'm told, man. That's what I'm saying. So. Well, we have to be in obedience. But Angela you, wants to say something to you. Hey, Jess, I know that you doubt churches and stuff, but you can go on YouTube and look up Discovery Church and you can watch some of our episodes now. Just go and check out our church and just tell me and like, let me know if you check it out and just shoot me a message on Discord and let me know what you think about it. Because I feel like our church is, Discovery Church is different than every other church. They're accepting, they're accepting they're not going to shun you if you're LGBTQ. They're not going to shun you if you're if you're on drugs or stuff. It says yeah. it says God says you come to me and let me fix you. And then, but we had a guy last yeah. last Wednesday that came in that was like blown out on meth. Yes, dude. so just, I mean, I just. I just Nobody want said nothing you and your him. friend can look it up. You and your church people can look it up on a day that you guys are just sitting around, chilling, hanging out, and just let me know what you think about it. I encourage you to just to look, and I mean, I think that it would give you a different outlook on churches. Well, Maybe. I mean, it's, it's oh, like... I'm going to check it out. My my thing is, is how do they react when a witch walks in? I, um, my pastor, literally my pastor that he told a story two week, two Sundays ago, uh, where he went into a satanic temple and prayed for the priest and the priest repented in there. <laughs> so this guy literally, um, this church, it, this church is what inspired me to do this. Like what, um, the preacher. So the main preacher's father-in-law is the, uh, the teaching preacher that's here. And he actually oversees all of our content. He will watch this. He will hear this. He has watched every single one of our episodes and he will give us, he will give us tips if that, like if we're going outside of the line of, of Christian beliefs and stuff like that, he's never told us one thing that we're doing wrong. All he says is, I love what you do. He says, I, I love what you do. Um, 
I think you're doing a great, a great job. I think you're doing a great thing, and this ministry is powerful, and it's awesome. That's all he's ever said. But he watches every show and just talks about it and, and um, converses about it. So I have a it. question about your church. Uh-huh. If a witch walked in there, would people walk up and, like, put their hands on her and try to pray for her or him? As the case may be. Well, and I'd hug stuff you. Like that. Only if only well, like if, okay. if you went up if you went up to the altar they they would, but yes. that's what happens at the altar. Like right. if you went up to the oh, altar, yeah. yeah, that that's what happens. But if you were standing out in the crowd, now if you started like weeping or something, I could see some of course somebody's yeah. gonna come up and pray for you. Somebody's gonna come up and pray for yeah, you. That's if, just, if you're drawing that kind of attention. My yes. thing is don't touch me against my will. <laughs> yeah. Like ask me before we you touch no, me. No, I don't we mind people. Hey, play. we even have Christians that don't like people touching them, and I, I know like who they touched. are. I know who they are. Short as Zach, I won't hug them. Zach, I hug. Yeah, um, and, and I'm I'm like, can you? I think I could say I'm the chief hugger here, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. I'm the I'm the chief hugger here. Yeah. You ever want to feel like it's beat to be one with Larry's armpit? Come to church here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I am a I full-on hugger I, myself. My love language is physical touch, so not me, I dude. Love well, I I don't wear thing. tank tops. I just like to be asked and church. respected. My, my love language is distance, bro. Stay yeah. away from me. <laughs> it sounds like what Jess is really asking is if she wears her pentagram inside, is she going to be accosted? And this is a no. no this out. is a known judgment. Yeah, literally. This, I mean, this is seriously. Yeah, you listen. Guys, you don't we, understand. I've literally been asked why I was knitting. We, as in, like wow. I was knitting, and somebody thought I was casting spells. No, that's that's not here. I was no. sitting in church knitting. Okay, well that's it, it's that's definitely interesting. That's no. showing your grandmaism right there, girl. <laughs> like big time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes, it but, is. But my gra- my grandma knitted in church too. But you know, hey. That's been a long time ago. Well, if you start, if you start like, if you start like knitting a pentagram or like a, I don't know. I mean, it might be something different. No, listen, listen, (laughs) seriously. We have people that, that have face tattoos. I, I look right past their face tattoos. Um, I, we got, I mean, I mean, I'm saying that's face tattoos and we got guys with sleeves in here, you know, on tats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Angela has quite a few tats sounds I've, like uh, your church is good yeah <laughs> yeah but no listen our whole deal here is we get them in the boat it's not our job to clean you yep that's jesus working in you when that happens and, and that's the only way that's going to happen here now if you were actively casting spells or actively doing something incorrect um then yeah you'd catch the eye of the security Certainly. See, I believe it is rude to practice or worship another god in another god's house. Well, then you're... And I don't really think that a lot of witches are going to go into a church and start casting spells. Right. Because, like, honestly, we don't really care what you guys do. Actually, we have been attacked that way. Here. Have you? You've had a witch come in and start casting spells? Yep. Sure for enough. attention, or oh no, it was it, it, they didn't. Like it. They only caught a few per- people's attention anyway. But the pastor was seeing what they were doing. Yes, and hmm. that was. It's not cool. Period. Well, no, it's not. Cool. No, that's not cool. It's it's rude, 
actually. You shouldn't go into another God's house and do that sort of thing. Yeah. No. Okay, guys, we yeah, got to close this. We're at, we're at 205, okay. and I'm not going to edit hardly any of this thing out. Right. So I'm just going to close it out on the Please phone, okay? All right. Yes, we love you. Okay, we love you. Thank love you, guys, you guys for watching. We are out. I'll take you Thank you so much for listening to the Help My Unbelief podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And more importantly, tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for new episodes.